yeah, this is racist. R-A-Y-C-Y-S-T. Calling from Biloxi, Mississippi. I'm calling because I wanted to do the intro for the Brothers-in-Law podcast. Uh, the Brothers-in-Law, they're surprisingly smart individuals. With a name like Brothers-in-Law, I was sure they were going to be conducting home invasions or otherwise burglarizing my apartment, my mobile wide. But uh, apparently, they seem to be all right. So I vouch for these guys at the next Klan rally. I think they could definitely tell us a different perspective that's a little unique from what we are typically accustomed to. And uh, I just want to say I'm hoping that uh, they don't cut me from the podcast despite my views that may differ from how they see things. Uh, so thank y'all for the, the opportunity and uh, go Trump 2020. MAGA. Oogie boogie. What's up, what's up, what's up? Once again, welcome to the Brothers-in-Law Podcast. This is Jesse McCoy, and I'm here with the world's leading legal humorist, Sean Carter. How you doing? I'm good, brother. I'm good. How you doing, man? Doing well, doing well, man. Well, we, we had some uh, some newsworthy moments happen today. First and foremost, uh, the death of Stephen Hawking. Absolutely. Now, I don't know about you, but I didn't know everything about Hawking. I'd, you know, seen the story, seen the pictures of the guy in the wheelchair. So I went to the source of all truth, Wikipedia. Right. 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 I figured I wanted to learn enough about it. So if anyone asks me about it, I can be, you know, sound like I know what I'm talking about. Right. Okay. And so I started reading about the guy's life. It's amazing because I assumed that he had worked for years as a, you know, a, a, a um, a, a scientist had done all these incredible things and over the years became disabled and became the person we saw. Mm-hmm. It turns out he was 21 when he's diagnosed with ALS. Okay. 21, a grad student. They say, hey, by the way, you got this thing, time called Lou Gehrig's disease. You're going to die in two years. It, by the way, the next two years is really going to suck. And, um, you know, sorry, sorry to be you. And he was like, um, I don't know what you're talking about. I, I, I'm getting, I'm finished my degree. I, I'm gonna get married. I'm, I'm gonna have babies. And, and, and did this guy since he was 21 years, since he's by the mid 20s, has been in a wheelchair, completely, you know, incapacitated, just can move one hand. All right, mm-hmm. and decided he was gonna. Now this is what I love about it. He won't go just get married. He's gonna have babies. Now he he can't throw a ball, do nothing. Probably won't be, be around. But he like, look, baby, you are gonna have to get that Luther Vandross. On. <laughs> yeah, I, I, tell me what song I'm talking about. But put on that red dress, that high heels, Johnny Gill, right? My, my, my. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, you're going to do all the work too because I only can move this one hand. All right. <laughs> all right. I love the fact that this guy didn't let that stop him. It, he decides he's going to, you know, he obviously is a, a physicist, not a lot of, you know, uh, places for that in Ford and GM and, you know, on on on, on a product line. So he decides mm-hmm. he's going to be in academia. He's going to teach, speak and write, the fact that, despite the fact he can't do neither. He right. can't speak because of, you know, disease is, is, is ruined his, his ability to speak. He can't write. He can't even write equations. And his job is to figure out equations that run the universe. He's keeping all this in his head. But he's like, I love the fact that he said, you know what? I don't care what life throws at me. It's not going to stop me. It might stop the rest of y'all fools, but I don't need to be able to move, speak, or talk to make a living as an international speaker and talker. (laughs) 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 I got a voice, all right? Some of you ladies think a very sexy voice. I know you got a glass of Chardonnay out right now. And still. I don't have the kind of reach and breath that he has as a speaker. And I'm not speaking through a, a device. That's a bad wow. man, right? That, that, that brother, I saw the thing got me that was a picture of him where he was, um, on, I guess it was, a, he was at NASA at some zero G thing. So he's floating in space, all right, in some capsule somewhere. And I'm like, this don't make no sense. I got a full body. I never even been, I ain't been on a roller coaster since I was 22. Right. 
Right. Okay. Right. He living all the life. Right. <laughs> I'm like, I need to get out there or get some ALS. But one of the two is going to have to change with me. And, oh, and I'm going to choose door number one, Monty. Now, the thing that got me, though, from, from I thought about it was, is that, you know, his obstacle in this case is very serious physical debilitating obstacle. But a lot of us have obstacles. Race being, you know, an obstacle, at least if you're in the Western part of the world, right? Actually, probably cool. everywhere in the world. But if you're a black person in America, it, it, it's an obstacle. I think the two things we learned from this, one from, from Hawking, is that, you know what? You got an obstacle. Um, you're not going to have an obstacle as bad as that. So, you know what? If you want something, you know, go get it. All right. And just decide that, you know what? You're not going to let, you know, <laughs> what's, what's that? I ain't going to let nobody turn around, turn around, turn around. The other well, thing, is, <laughs> the other thing, though, I think is important, though, is the other side of that, which is that as um, people of color, we have to understand that we can't all be Stephen Hawking. And that some of us, you know, who, who do have the ability to get past the barriers need to make sure we reach back and pull the others aside. One of the criticisms that, that Hawking got is that he wasn't a big enough advocate for people with disabilities because he often, he was so good, you know, at overcoming his disabilities, he probably didn't see, right, that, you know, how he was affecting other people. And I think, you know, as, as people of color, I've been guilty of this myself in younger years, is thinking, hey, I was born in Compton. I made it out of Compton. Why can't everybody else? Well, that's not how it works, all right? Some people are going to be able to make it. And I think the best example of that is Frederick Douglass. Frederick Douglass could have said, hey, I made it out of slavery. Right. I became a rich man in America, all right, in the, in the 19th century. Why can't everybody do it? Uh, no, no, Frederick, you are special. That's why, you know, we know you now. Right. <laughs> Even though you spell your name with two G's, we know, I mean, you, you did it all crazy, all right? But you're different. And that, but he at least was always good about making sure that he wouldn't, you know, forgetting the, the folks who couldn't make it out because they weren't Frederick Douglass. Unlike, say, your boy, your best friend, Ben Carson. Oh, my gosh. Ben Carson, man. I, oh, where do I begin? Ben Carson is an enigma to me. And I don't mean that in a nice way. <laughs> ben Carson, um, first thing, I, I always tell people I feel hurt. I feel backstabbed by Ben Carson because... For a lot of us, particularly those of us who wanted to uh, explore the possibility of a career in medicine, we were given the book Gifted Hands. <laughs> and that book made us feel like we could be doctors. We can do cool neurosurgery like Ben Carson. Mm -hmm. He had to be the smartest guy in the world. Fast forward 20 some years later, and he has to be the dumbest guy in the world. <laughs> uh, so. The first thing that bothered me in my long list of issues with Ben Carson is after a storied um, career as a neurosurgeon, just the, the best of the best, mm -hmm. uh, he has an opportunity, now be it in the Trump administration, but be it as it may, he has an opportunity to become secretary of the Department of Health and Human Services. So for those people who don't know, the Department of Health and Human Services basically has oversight of the medical industry right. and policies and regulations that affect what uh, pharmaceuticals we can use, what medical procedures we use, uh, things of that nature. Uh -huh. Now, you would think that somebody who spent a solid career as a neurosurgeon would feel like I'm familiar enough with the protocol and with the issues affecting this industry that I can rightfully step up into this position. Mm -hmm. What does Dr. Ben Carson say? Dr. Ben Carson says, I'm not experienced enough to do to, to be the Secretary of Health and Human Services. That's cool. A lot of people say that. A lot right. of people do that, and I get it. So you're not going to be part of the government, right? Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> he says, you know, there is something that I would be good at. What is that, Dr. Carson? being the secretary of, <laughs> of uh, HUD, uh, which is Housing and Urban Development. Well, 
What, pray tell, Dr. Carson, gives you that experience? I grew up in the projects. <laughs> so, you, so you grew up in the projects over 40 years ago, and all of a sudden this makes you qualified to be Secretary of Housing and Urban Development, but yet your illustrious, what, 20 or 30 year career in medicine did not qualify you to be Secretary of Health and Human Services. Problem number one. No, but here's let me get to let me stop you. Problem number one, because I have an answer to your problem number one, and this makes okay. sense to me. Here's why: is that Ben understood that you know he knew enough about medicine to understand that being a great player doesn't make you a great coach or owner. I.e., Michael Jordan don't get your feelings hurt just because you're in North Carolina. <laughs> All right. So he understands. He saw Michael Jordan and what he was, the, the problems he'd been having. And said, look, I, I was a great player, but I'm not good in the front office. But he doesn't understand enough about HUD to realize that you need to know something about it. Plus, think about it. He's thinking, hey, I got out of urbanness. I was born in the projects. I didn't even plan it. If I can plan this out a little bit, all right. <laughs> and this is what I meant before about the Hawking thing. What he's thinking is, hey, I made it out. Yeah, fool, you were a neurosurgeon. You can get out of the projects if you're a neurosurgeon. You, that's, you're going to be able to get a loan. It's going to work out for you. But everybody doesn't have that talent. What about the brother who has a talent with his hands and you know, will be a good plumber? We need to figure out how to get that brother into the suburbs. All right. And, and you know, and create programs that allow people to, you know, move to affordable housing and things like that who don't have you know, this incredible genius with neurosurgery. Your second problem with Ben. So I fix your first one. He's good. He just is ignorant. So the second problem goes directly to what you said. So, yes, he ultimately became a neurosurgeon, but I can only imagine the painstaking efforts that his mom, who was the resident in public housing when he was a child, <laughs> the painstaking efforts that she went through to make sure that he was exposed to all the science events and <clears throat> science fairs to make sure that he was on par. So, A, when he decides that he's going to run for president, he reveals a story about how he swung a hammer at his mom. Now, for those of you all who are unfamiliar with black culture, uh, it is very, very dangerous to your health to even raise the tone of voice that you have to your mom because... Uh, tone of voice? Don't even move your neck <laughs> at more than a 45-degree angle. Um, it's it's an old conditioning technique that we brought over from Africa. That, um, <laughs> it's, it's a technique that's called slapping you back in the next week. <laughs> I saw it in Black Panther. Actually, I think it's something to do with barbanium. But yeah, I saw it in Black Panther. Absolutely, and and it, it is generously applied whenever there's a situation <laughs> where children are not doing what they're supposed to do. So, to me, the concept of even forming a thought to say I'm going to injure the woman who gave me life. It's already problematic, but then you grab the hammer. So that's <laughs> that's mens rea plus an act. You know what I'm <laughs> and honestly, I'm just you know I, I'm I'm surprised he's still living right now. He's still. Living. I gotta tell you that you know, it's horrible. I'm not recommending anybody do that. But part of me thinks that that's a, an extraordinary story for this reason is because he stayed there. See, I don't know about you, but if I had ever done that and I was eight, I would have got my own apartment. All right, anywhere in the world, I'm going to sleep with a black mama who I done threatened to hit with a hammer. Uh, I'm, I'm moving out. I, I don't care if I'm eight. I can figure out. I can find a paper route or something. I, I'm, I'm going to get my own work up at eight. I ain't going to sleep in a house with some woman who, who got a right to kill me now. Absolutely. Absolutely. So then we get to, to B. Now that he's the HUD secretary, he goes and talks about how people living in public housing need to understand that they shouldn't be so comfortable as if everybody living in public housing is sitting here throwing parties and living <laughs> a good life. And that's what's going on. Now it bothers me for two reasons. One, you saw your mom, you saw what she had to deal with. And you were in Detroit, you were in Detroit, Michigan, public housing. I'm not trying to say anything bad about the good people of Detroit. We love y'all. But everybody know what's going on in Detroit. <laughs> 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 and, 
<laughs> there aren't too many places that are going to be on par with Detroit public housing. If I had to measure public housing by a standard nationally, right. I'm just saying Detroit public housing is probably going to be on my priority list for funding. That's, that's, that's what I'm saying. Put it this way. I'm going, I don't know if you know this, I'm going to Detroit tomorrow night, flying out for the March Madness. The first re regional um, round is, is in Detroit um, for Friday and, and Sunday. Uh, I'm packing a little something in my bag. Uh, <laughs> and I ain't even going to be at the projects, but I might drive by one on the way to the arena. All right. <laughs> I'm, I, ain't, I, ain't, I ain't even driving by the Detroit housing, public housing without a little something in my bag. That's all I'm saying. And we love the people from Detroit. Detroit, we hope you're listening. We hope you're tuned in. Uh, I've been a fan of you guys ever since Isaiah Thomas came up there and the bad boys and all that. But there's a reason why the bad boys were the bad boys. Just like there was a reason why you all were beating up the Indiana Pacers. <laughs> and we understand that. We get that. There is a vibe in Detroit. Well, here's what I love about it. Remember that video? You had the white people fighting the brothers. Like, you know <laughs> you got something going on when the white people are whooping, are trying to whoop seven foot brothers. Right? <laughs> y'all bad, Detroit. I, 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 I got nothing but respect for y'all. I'm scared of y'all. Detroit, Detroit. So, my thing is if you grew up in that situation and you saw all the things that your mom had to go through, how in the world do you feel like? people living in public housing is just comfortable. And it's one of those things that because, and I, I may be too close to the situation because I work in representing a lot of public housing tenants against the bureaucracies that are often plagued against them. Right. Uh, but um, it seems like somebody with even a modicum of professional experience in the industry of public housing will understand that people aren't here just because they're lazy and getting a free ride. Um, and and it comes off very ignorant when you're supposed to be the head of this organization and that's what you're talking about. Um, oftentimes we forget that the people who serve us French fries and burgers at McDonald's or who you know clean up aisle 12 at Walmart live places. And um, thank you. And, and oftentimes, you know, we those people can't afford to live in most of your commercial uh, apartments. They live in public housing, and it's not that they're not working. But I will tell you this: I'm not here to say that there aren't policies that can be fixed. I think that it's uh, ridiculous that people in public housing, oftentimes, you know, if you don't work, the uh, subsidy that you're provided, at least in our local area, will establish you to be equivalent with somebody who makes about $17,000 a year. Now, ask me, I couldn't live off $17,000 a year. But, you know, I can understand that if I'm in dire straits, $17,000 a year is better than a cardboard box on the side of the road. Right. At the same time, we need to also understand that oftentimes the way the policy is set up, it punishes people right. who try to be proactive to go and get a degree or go and work an additional job because any money that you bring in is calculated against your benefit. So you're working to lose a benefit and the policy is set up in a way that oftentimes it makes more logistical sense to not work and just get the 17,000 then to try to work and God forbid you fall at $17,001. Now they're going to try to take the extra money Thank that you. they're saying that you're getting beyond the benefits. So, it, you know, things like that are things that I would expect a secretary of housing and urban development to understand. Uh, not to say that he's got to agree with my viewpoint, but definitely not come out and say stuff like, oh, yeah, well, you know, people are just lazy and playing into the agenda that we know the Fox News talking heads will want them to do. And my, 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 my last point with Ben Carson is because he, well, at least I expect that he knew so many young African-Americans were looking up to him as an intellectual figure prior to him being candidate Ben Carson. Then, uh, like we talked about with Stephen Hawking, I do think that there's a responsibility there to understand kind of the situations that your people are coming through and help to, to influence the next generation of problem solvers, be it in medicine or in policy 
or whatever the case may be. But I feel like with Ben Carson, he took an approach of, oh, well, I'm good with Trump. So, you know, holla. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Trump, y'all figure it out. And, um, you know, so that that hurts me on a deeper level. Well, see, here's, the, here's why you shouldn't be hurt so much. If mm-hmm. I would be hurt if I were you, if Ben Carson was my hero and he was a genius and had basically sat there like Dr. Evil, had a little hairless kitten and kind of stroked it and said, I'm going to get the black people. Ha, ha, ha. The problem mm-hmm. with Ben Carson is that he is a surgical and neuro, neurosurgical genius, but, um, but, but he's not necessarily so bright. He's like, you know, and we have that all the time. And I'll give you a great example is we use the term genius and we think, oh, that person is just letting us know everything. R. Kelly is a musical genius. All right. And I know people, some people turned off now. Oh, I can't believe he said R. Kelly is musical. <laughs> I don't care what you tell me. R. Kelly is a musical genius. You write Step in the Name of Love and Bump and Grind in the same decade and then talk to me. All right, you don't, you ain't gonna, you ain't gonna talk me out of the fact that R. Kelly is a musical genius, but the dude's a fool. All right, and you can, and he's not a PR genius. He's certainly not a relationship genius. He's an idiot in most areas of life. You ever hear him in an interview? Dummy. <laughs> but the brother has one particular skill, and and that's the thing I think we think we realize. It's like, oh, Bill and Carson must be a genius because he can do this neurosurgical thing. No, he just has a particular thing. You open up a head for him, a skull, and he he's, he he can work his way through it. All right, <laughs> but <laughs> he can't do health. And I think as we have to do understand, it's like no, no, no. We we have to start sort of really be clear about our heroes. Our heroes might be great at their particular thing. But it doesn't mean that we need to start sort of looking into them, you know, to solve all of our problems because they're only good at their particular thing. And we use him as sort of a role model. Like, okay, this is how you can take your scientific genius, work it out, get yourselves out of projects. Uh, but this isn't maybe how you should pattern the rest of your life. All right. As a social activist, uh, <laughs> I certainly don't want, if you want to be a public speaker, you don't want to study Ben Carson as a public speaker. <laughs> You know, I uh, once took a knife <laughs> and stabbed this guy, and and but for the fact that he was wearing a large belt buckle, <laughs> <laughs> you understand that is better than anything I've heard him say. I would have voted for him if he had been naturally here in the Republican debate. Speaking uh, of debates, so angry. So angry. <laughs> Speaking of debates, we got to get to the big debate of the last weekend, at least in, in black Twitter. And that was the Bruno Mars cultural appropriation debate. Oh, my goodness. Has oh my Bruno goodness. Mars been stealing the culture and selling it back to us at um, $14.99 for our more $2.99 for ringtone? Well, first of all, no, because we're not paying fourteen ninety nine. That's first and foremost. <laughs> and the people who are don't look like us, and they're loving it. Had he sold it back to us for the price of a bootleg and, 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 and a shared Spotify account among four hundred people? Well. At some point, you have to question yourself about what exactly is cultural appropriation. I feel like anybody who's wearing a Jerry Curl in 2018, uh, you've earned that. Like, you've earned it. <laughs> cultural appropriation. That went out a long time. <laughs> and, you know, I, you know I'm, I'm a fan of Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars, if you're listening, shout out to you, please. You know, if you want to sponsor the show. Um, <laughs> I won't get a Jerry Curl, but I'll be in the background. So, um, so Bruno Mars, I think, first of all, it's, the argument is ridiculous because he's been very clear in numerous interviews that all music comes from black culture. He's, he's, uh, observes that wholeheartedly. And he's been very clear about his own heritage. And he, uh, expressed that he has Puerto Rican heritage and I believe Hawaiian heritage as well. And he talked about the black influences and that. And I think that, you know, I think what people have a problem with is somebody making good music. Cause I just put this out there when, when he was making songs about catching grenades for people and he had the pompadour and, and the white women was all going crazy. Nobody was talking about cultural appropriation. Then everybody was just like, ill. I'm turning this channel. But, but all of a sudden when he has 24 karat magic, all of a sudden people are like, hold up. He, he shouldn't be this talented. 
he he shouldn't have this going for him. And I believe that people are using that and the fact that he, I guess, isn't quote unquote an American black person. He is of Latin descent. I think that they're using that to kind of box him in as to what he's allowed to do. And I think that's highly unfair. Well, here's the thing is, is that, one, you're a fan. I'm not a fan. Bruno, if you're out there, kiss my black ass. And let me tell you (laughs) why, Bruno. I don't care if your music is good, uptown funk, downtown funk. What I do know is the time you came to town, my woman said, hey, baby, I'd like to go to see Bruno Mars. I said, fine, I'm a big time lawyer. I'd take my woman to see Bruno Mars. And I went on the website and got my feelings hurt. Because I don't care what kind of big time lawyer I have. I don't have $600 per ticket to go see your your pompadour. So Bruno, kiss my ass, all right? (laughs) You talk to people at StubHub. I had to come lie to my woman because I didn't want to let her know I couldn't afford it. I was like, oh, oh baby, uh, Bruto has been culturally appropriating. Uh, <laughs> I started a debate on black Twitter to try to get out of paying $600 per ticket. So that's the first thing. The second thing, though, is I totally, totally hear you in the sense that until he really got to uptown funk, all right, people weren't bothering him. All right. And then it was like, wait a minute, that sounded a little, you know, we started like, oh, we kind of like that ourselves. Right. And we, I think a lot of us have the backlash and what we're really reacting to is not Bruno. We're, you know, it's like that displacement where you put the anger on the wrong person. The person we mad at is Bobby Caldwell. <laughs> what you won't do. You tried everything, but you don't give up. In my world, only you make me do for love what I would not do. What you won't do. Ooh, sing it, sing it. Do for love. Bobby Caldwell, by the way, tell her, I, 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 you, you, this is going to freak some people out, all right? Bobby Caldwell is a white man. Yep, and I know at least four people named Bobby Caldwell, and they're all <laughs> black guys, and I know that I've heard that song since I was a young child at every black cookout that we have ever had. It's bound to come up. It's on it's my playlist. <laughs> It's, it's, it's in the rules. If you don't display what you want to do for love, you can't serve potato salad. You can't do both. You can't, you can't have one without the other. Those two go right. together. It does. It does. And, and you know, I don't know what you label it. it. I don't think that he was a cultural appropriator because he wasn't trying to... I don't know that Bobby Caldwell set out trying to be black. I think right. he set out to make a hot song and we thrust the black label upon them just like we did with uh, Michael McDonald. For certain songs, not for all of them, but for certain songs. We let him have Man Eater and some of that stuff, right? (laughs) (laughs) But here's the thing about about that. That's once again, is I got to tell you, I didn't even know about Hall and Oates. Okay, I remember I used to listen to it on the bus going to school. That's how old I am. And then you know, you know, I think when people found out, they were like, "Wait a minute." And we tried to, you know, to get on Oates for a little bit. If you look at uh, John Oates, he got a little tan and uh, curly hair. We tried to just say, man, you know, maybe he got some Indian in his family, right? We tried to, you know, try, 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 try to use that movie. He was like, look, I ain't black. I'm trying to get my credit score up. I'm white. All right. And we were like, damn, we done got fooled. Yeah. And, and people are still getting fooled. I mean, I remember the, the just for a contemporary artist, I remember when that first Adele CD came out. And I was cruising through on my job, going through public house communities, as I do. And I saw so many of the the most overworked, tired people jamming to Adele. And everybody just thought, if you hadn't seen the cover, which bootlegs don't usually have cover on, uh, if you hadn't seen the cover, you would have thought Adele was a sister. We have been like, we could have had it all. <laughs> Everybody was loving it. And then when I saw her on Saturday Night Live, I 
was like, oh no, they they got the wrong person. We was talking about Adele, like Adele, the name itself. You think Adele Givens? Like, right. <laughs> yeah, no, no, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then what you know, Becky, right? No, I, I, I totally get. It. Now, here's what I would say about. See, I'm like you in the sense that. I, and maybe because you and I are in the same point, we're trying to come up some more. I, I want some white people to cultural, culturally appropriate the hell out of me. All right. <laughs> you need to, you, you white out there, please appropriate the hell out of me. I need, I need, I, I, I got kids to go to college. All right. I, I need some appropriation. <laughs> but here's what I will say. Take the art form, appreciate it. If you want to quote uh, Maya Angelou, please expose, you know, your kin folk, your skin folk to Maya, but make sure you give her the quote on it, right? Make sure you, you give her the credit for it. Make sure you give me the credit, you know, for, for some ridiculous quote I have. Um, but, and, and so here's the thing, and Bruno's been very clear about that. He's explained his influences, right? He's been, he's done that part right. The question is going to be, can we depend on Bruno when the cops get there? Well, uh, if he's doing his job, the cops are so busy listening to the song and jam that they don't ever get there. Here's <laughs> what I mean by this. We got that with Jay-Z. So, for instance, you know, when the Super Bowl came calling and Cap was in the middle of the thing and, and you know, he's being blackballed, Jay-Z was like, look, you know what? The cops are here now. I'm with my people. I'm not pretending right. like I'm with the band, right? right? Bruno, I'm not sure. and We'll see. You're right. When he comes down and says, hey, Bruno, for the cause, we're going to all need to boycott Georgia, or we're gonna need to be in Phoenix, but cut the tickets down less than six hundred hours, fool. Whatever, we, <laughs> whatever the cause requires. All right, is he gonna be down, or is he gonna be like Justin Timberlake, who was like, you know what, my name is Paul, and that's between y'all. <laughs> Justin Timberlake came and he's like, Justin, you know, we're all boycotting the name of Colin Kaepernick. He was like, well, you know about me, I'll be on my suit and tie. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, J Justin Timberlake. So, you know, I feel once again backstabbed again by Justin Timberlake. He is a cultural appropriator. And Justin Timberlake, if you're listening, I mean, it is what it is. If shoe fits where <laughs> you, you're a cultural appropriator. I feel like, first of all, when you can't, no, black people weren't listening to NSYNC. Let's just be clear about that. And then when you came out and you were like, Okay, well, you know, you first it was that song that he was singing to get with uh, Britney Spears with the whole the gong. Right, right, right. And people were like, wow, it's got some soul to it. Yeah. And then you made a career out of it. All you did was you said, well, I'm calling Timberland, I'm calling Pharrell, I'm calling Jay Z, right. I'm calling all these people, and you you fed us that. Then this last album, you took a complete right turn. I'll say a complete alt right turn. Thank you. And, and uh, so country western sound where now you, and then you performed at the Super Bowl knowing that we were against uh you know all the stuff that's going on with Kaepernick you did it anyway and I'm just shocked like we were already trying to figure you out after the Janet Jackson fiasco the last time but you didn't even bring Janet back how you not gonna bring well he came out there with exact why well, I guess because you know maybe we don't want to see Janet's breast at 60, I guess now. Um but but here's the thing about it, Justin. No, I don't know. We we can't speak for everybody. Fair enough. I'm sure <laughs> I ain't gonna speak for you. All right, fair enough. <laughs> I know your browser history. All right, but the point is <laughs> is that Justin, you know, I, I he can't just come out and you know and and stab us in the back with the Colin thing. He brought white back. I mean, he brought it way, way back. He came out with some camouflage stuff. The only thing he needed was uh, uh, a MAGA hat and, and some chewing tobacco. <laughs> All right, you know, and 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 basically, you know, to to put his neck about four shades redder, and he would have been, you know, Larry. He was he must be Larry the Cable Guy, right? He was the redneck, you know. I'm like, really, Justin? But I understand white is in style again. Right. A few years ago, it was light skin. Now it's white. You know, it's all the way white skin now. And so he's like, hey, I'm going to give me some of this MAGA money. I get it. But don't come back again, Justin. You done. All right. We're not even, you, right. we didn't save you a plate this year to cook out. You can't come back in next year. All right. From now on, you eating pumpkin pie with white people. All right. You made your pumpkin. You made your choice. <laughs> you stay away from the sweet potato pie. All right. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Now, speaking of, of 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 your browser history, let's get to Miss <laughs> Stormy Daniels. Stormy Daniels, or as Trump calls her, 
<laughs> let's be clear because Trump's got a lot of PP in his past. So let's, let's be clear about the context of his current PP. Uh, so, uh, anybody that's been watching uh, the Stormy Daniel saga continues. Uh, I don't know which version of the story we're on at this point. The last one I had heard was her attorney saying that Donald Trump had paid her to not reveal. Uh, be it pictures, videos, some kind of uh, media uh, information. And he paid her by uh, accessing his home equity. <laughs> his home equity. I'm sorry, I'm trying to say it with a straight face, but I just can't. I have a visual of somebody going to the I need a home equity. <laughs> That is, I, I would love to see that on a loan application. I got to tell you that. That's, 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 yeah, I do want to see that. <laughs> I'm trying to pay well, for sir, my what boys. Are we, what will you be using the funds for? What will you be using the funds for? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, we actually, and this is the thing you have to understand, one of the advantages of having us here is that we will go and do the legal research for you. And so both of us have on our computer screens here the complaint. And we're two educated lawyers. We can tell you what's in this agreement. And the first thing we're going to tell you is, people, there is a purpose for the Internet. And it is to avoid stuff like this. This is ridiculous. There is like a 12 page contract in here in the side chick agreement. That's too complicated. That's what the internet is for. Have your fantasies on the internet and then go home. <laughs> no, 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 you, don't get, you don't get the point. No. This, this, this is not legal advice. This is not legal advice. If you want points, you can't use <laughs> non-disclosure agreements and contracts. You just got to go all in and and let your lawyers handle all. That. I mean, this is this is. You know, by the way, this contract isn't free. All right, what would you charge to draft up um, a side chick? Don't tell your friends agreement. Uh, keep it on the down low. I'm charging ten, twelve grand. All right, for the contract well, alone. You know, I was going to charge more than that. Particularly if it's Donald Trump. Thank you. It's <laughs> Donald Trump. It's ten to twelve million, right? But here's the thing about it: is it's like that's too much trouble. Go to the internet. Right? You know how many months that is of down of of, of, of Wi-Fi? All right, don't 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 do this. But the other thing about it is, I love about this agreement, and the media has really, to me, missed this: is that she said the part of the agreement says, "Look, we don't want you to tell anybody about this." Okay. We also don't want you using the evidence you have, text, right? Um, you know, it, you know, messages from Instagram, Ashley Madison, wherever you know y'all were communicating, porn.com, right? Any of that stuff, you got to turn over all that stuff to us. And then it says, "Hey, we know you've been running your mouth." So they list here said you have to promise us that you didn't tell anybody else about this other than these four people. And then they list the four people here. There's a Mike, I believe it's Moshi, Angel Ryan, Gina Rodriguez, Keith Munyon. If you're out here, here, Mike, Angel, Keith, Gina, and Keith. Call us. You didn't sign this agreement. Thank you. Call, call us. us. We'd love to have you. We will do the worldwide exclusive. <laughs> All right. I, what did Stormy tell you about this thing? You didn't sign this agreement. Get. We want to know. Actually, I don't want to see the pictures. You keep that to yourself. I do not want to see the pictures. But let us know what kind of freaky stuff that they that, that not even freaky. Here's the thing about it. We talked about it. Trump, I'm, and, and, and I'm going to give away the game here. I apologize. But I can see this kind of stuff from a 22-year-old, you know, you know, uh, entertainer. But Trump was almost 60, as a, you know, a, a real estate mogul at this time. Uh, this is some old, I wouldn't suspect, if my, I wouldn't ex expect a Monopoly winner to pull some stuff like this. <laughs> You know, if you go, if you, and I'm not, I'm not, I hope, I'm hope I'm not giving instructions here, but if you're going to get a side, uh, what will be the word for peace, um, you, you don't want to get someone who's in the business of revealing their sexual proclivities for a living. <laughs> well, you know, Trump's motto, it ain't tricking if you got it. That's, that's <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, and let's talk about the, the bad part. Because here's the thing about Trump is the thing that is relevant. I mean, it's like the fact that we can make cheap jokes about it, right? And I got I had an excuse here, by the way, to go pull it up. You know, her her page on the internet um, to, or to go to her <laughs> website. I'm doing my legal research, y'all. You know, I'm doing it, all right. But but the thing about it is, besides the purian interest, is the fact that this to me is a level of sloppiness about Trump, because if you go and do stuff like this, all right, then just be up and, and open about it. All right. Just be like, hey, this is who I be. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm going to bring a couple of porn stars up in here from time to time. That's fine. But what you cannot do is try to do stuff like this, because this let me know that you a little ashamed that you got shame in your game. And that we can catch you up on some stuff and make you um, agree to to pay me some money to not tell the secrets. So you might want to agree to um, give me some foreign policy stuff if I got pictures of you um, in a hotel with some strippers uh, peeing on stuff, uh, allegedly. (laughs) He shows that he's susceptible to blackmail. I'm like, look, man, if you're going to be, you know, be like, you know, about about it as they would say, then be bad about it. You don't see Lil Wayne doing stuff like this, right? Lil, Lil Wayne is proud of, of, of having three baby mamas in the hospital pregnant with his babies at the same time, right? He right. He, he, he bring the camera crew in to show that kind of stuff. It's bad to <laughs> Thank it's you. Bad to so if you're going to be who you going to be, then, then be it, you know what I mean? Don't, and, and, and that's what got me, you and I talked about the evangelicals. All right. And trust me, we ain't got no problem with Jesus. Right. Love us some Jesus. All right. <laughs> right. But. All right. If you're going to be a evangelical. All right. Then you need to be consistent about it. All right. Because you didn't like Obama and Obama had no baby mamas. No. Obama. I don't even think Obama could find the Stormy Daniel site. He certainly don't have it bookmarked like I do now. But the point is, <laughs> Obama was squeaky clean and you didn't like him. But, but you know something else that's interesting? I mean, you know, in the grand scheme, I'm sorry to take a little history break here. In, in the grand scheme of uh, presidents, I think that Obama was the only president that wasn't caught up in this. Because, you know, we all know what Clinton was doing. We've heard about what JFK and Marilyn Monroe may or may not have been doing. And we should be pretty clear about what Thomas Jefferson was doing with Sally Hemings at this point. So um, we... We, you know, these things happen. And I guess my concern is at the time, this was candidate Trump. It's not like anything he does distracts right. his base. It's not like you know, his base prides themselves on being super conservative. I drive a tractor, wear a John Deere hat right. type guys. And they're not going to be like, oh, he was a porn star. Okay, I don't like you anymore. If anything, this is going to drive his stock value way up amongst the people that already support him. So if you hate him, you still hate him. If you if you love him, then you're going to continue to love him. And I, I guess I feel like the fact that he would go through such an such an, an extent to downplay something that obviously helps him with his base, it just doesn't make sense to me. And by the way, here's what I love about it is the other thing about Trump is that he, you know, he never signed the agreement, but the name in the agreement, by the way, was not Donald Trump. Nope. It was, uh, David Dennison, I believe. Dennison, DD, which also could stand for Dumb Donald. (laughs) 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 That's a better one. But let me tell you this. If you president, you don't get to have your own damn alias. All right, that, 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 that's wrong. All right, the only people who get it daily are porn stars and strippers. All right, so that ain't Stormy's name. All right, that's fine. Um, let's see. You get it if you are uh, a heavyweight boxer. You're the master disaster, right? The mean, the mean, mean. Or you get it, you, you get it then. Uh, you get it if you're a mobster. All right, Tony No Neck, Mangiani. Okay. All right. Um, but if you're president, you got to use your own goddamn name. Right, this, is, this is crazy here. <laughs> You can't be like out there like, you know, Carlos Danger, i.e. Anthony Weiner. And even that made sense because if you're going to send people pictures of your junk on the Internet, you might want to use a fake name. I get that. But you president of the United States, you can't be putting the White House uh, electric utility bill in your mama name. Uh, you need to be able to use your own first and last name. So this is to me. It's like, you know what? If you're going to be sleazy and nasty, then be upfront and sleazy and nasty. 
Don't be trying to hide behind some 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 alias in your lawyer. Well, man my, up, Trump. My question is, where is Melania? Where is Melania with all this stuff going on? All the things she's heard about it, she obviously has to know where her husband is into. What is going on with Melania? What is she thinking? What is what? Something has to be going. Like either she's like, I'm done with this, and that's why she wants to stay in Trump Tower, right? Or she wants to get a divorce, and she was getting ready to serve him with the papers, but then he won the presidency. <laughs> like it's it's got to be something going on, and I would love to hear an interview where she doesn't read uh, Michelle Obama stuff. She just comes <laughs> off the top and, and talks well, about see, her issue. That's the problem. Because <laughs> Obama was clean and he never went through this, she don't know what she think about it. <laughs> she she, she, she got to call Michelle, but Michelle can't help her because Michelle don't know. Michelle's man was a decent man, right? So she like, uh, you know, I, I got to, you know, what she need to do? She need to call, you know, need to find out, call, uh, I don't know, uh, Hillary. Uh, she might know what to say about that. <laughs> but even Bill Clinton, as bad as his stuff was, all right, it's not this, you know, you know, it, it's one thing. It's baby, you know, doing it wrong. His, I, I, you and I might, might disagree. But I, I think his, his stuff was pretty bad. But this is the kind of thing where you brought lawyers involved. You know, you got this lawyer out there, you know, in running, you know, for the um, interference for you, talking about how he broke all the bar rules and paid your settlement for you, right? And, you know, and, 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 and signed it himself. And I'm just like, you know what, man? Like I said, you know, either be a decent human being or man up to being who you are. All right. But, 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 but stop. You know, <laughs> have some integrity in your nastiness. Right, right, right. Absolutely. Or pick better and next time get somebody with something to lose too. Sleep with Queen, Queen Elizabeth. She ain't going to tell nobody. <laughs> I just had a mental picture and it was not pretty. You ain't going to enjoy it much, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, and oh, by the way, it, it just we looked at this too. Um, the why Stormy now the, the duel was that he gave her 130 grand up front. Stormy can get out of this if she's willing to pay the fine to do so. Now, here's what the fine is and why they got her hemmed up it's a million dollar fine plus, plus whatever she gets from someone else to disclose. That's why people have been offering her a million dollars. Said, hey, we'll give you a million dollars. You pay the fine off, but that doesn't do it. It's a million plus whatever somebody gives you. So she got to come out of pocket um, a million dollars to be able to tell the story here. Um, and I know, I suspect porn pays well, but probably not a million dollars of cash in savings well. I don't even know where you save it. How are you going to carry cash when you don't wear clothes? But I do know. <laughs> but I do know this, and that's why we're putting another call out. Mike Moshi, um, Angel Ryan, Gina Rodriguez, and Keith Munyon, call us. You're not under agreement. We need to know what you know right here on the Brothers in Law. <laughs> we going international when one of you call. Matter of fact, you don't even have to be one of these people. You can just have a first name of Mike, Angel, or Gina, or a last name. Of Ryan Rodriguez, we will work it out, all right? But we want to, the, the, the details or the stuff you decide to make up because you're creative, call us. We ain't, we ain't too proud. And if you have any inside information about this non-disparagement agreement, I'd be very curious to know what exactly uh, she would have been disparaging about because I have a strange suspicion that... Uh, Stormy Daniels just made $130,000 for five minutes worth of work. <laughs> <laughs> five minutes? What'd she do with the other four minutes and 39 seconds? <laughs> I, 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 I got to tell you, I, I don't get it. But the other thing I don't get is how this week the Russians and Putin has decided that you know what? He's tired of playing around with America. He's tired of playing footsie with us. He decided, unlike Donald Trump, he was just going to come on out and admit that he is now running two countries. <laughs> yes. 
It's official, people. Putin is running things here and in Russia. Nasvidaniya. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by the way, it's a good time to go get your Rosetta Stone. <laughs> All right? And learn a little Russian so you understand the new supreme leader. Uh, because he is running. And here's the sad part about it is, I'm not even sure how I feel about it. <laughs> because, because, <laughs> because Putin is horrible. Homicidal, um, very uh, anti-gay. Um, there's rumors out there that he is not a stranger to the N-word. Okay, right. He didn't um, shake Obama's hand. I remember that video. Thank you. But on the other hand, um, he seems to be pretty efficient. <laughs> he's he's very well organized. <laughs> he's very well organized. Um, you know. Sure he sees if he was involved in the Stormy Daniels situation, she would not be with us anymore. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. And by the way, if you're out there, Stormy, and, and you're listening, um, you need to uh, boil all the water you drink from now on. <laughs> I you think about Putin? So Putin gives you this this you know Tony Soprano vibe every time you see him on TV, where you know how Tony Soprano he's a bad guy, but he's lovable. You know. What I'm <laughs> So the best thing I've seen about Putin is, of course, for those who don't know, there were some Russian agents who were poisoned while in Britain. I think an agent and his daughter poisoned while in Britain. And all signs point that this was coming from a director from Putin. So, of course, people are trying to investigate. There was a reporter who was out and basically asked Putin straight up, salutes to the reporter for having an unmitigated gall to do this, knowing that. Him and his family is not going to be here tomorrow. But <laughs> Vladimir Putin on live television if Vladimir Putin had poisoned these people in Britain. And the answer that Vladimir Putin gave him was not yes or no, right? right? Which we know means yes. He gave him the answer of right now, the topic of conversation is average. <laughs> In the two o'clock hour, we're gonna talk about who I poisoned last. But right now, right. we're doing agriculture. Here's what I love about that answer. That answer, you have to admit, that's like, don't ask me about my business, right? That's, that's right. Right. <laughs> some mobster stuff, right? You know better than to ask me about my business, right? <laughs> and part of that you have to get is like, you know, because Trump, if Trump is taking people out, you know he's bragging about it. You know he's holding a rally. Absolutely. Right? Talking about nobody has killed more agents than I have. I have the best poison. Right? You know, Trump is going to get his credit. Right? And Putin is like, look, you know what? I don't have to brag about this. You know, because cause I... <laughs> how, do you, how, how, how do you say it? Um, you know, you can either talk about it or be about it. <laughs> Putin is is about it. About it. <laughs> and, and I don't want to live under that, but I do got to respect it. Well, I think um, if so, there are two things that show Putin making the ultimate power move, aside from the the poisoning in another country. All the time. <laughs> um, one was the response. So, of course, you know, British Prime Minister stands up, says, you know, he did this on our soil. This should be considered an act of war, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, Rex Tillerson, uh, ordinary average rich white guy who runs Exxon. <laughs> Ordinary average, right? Ordinary average guy who runs excellent. He has the nerve to get on international television and support what this prime minister says to say we know definitively, without a doubt, that Russia was behind the poisoning. So apparently, he hadn't gotten the memo that he wasn't supposed to speak about matters that did not concern him. And uh, before the end of the day, uh, he was fired, and he found out that he was fired, of all things, on Twitter. Um, the same time we found out. <laughs> <laughs> well, remember, no, no, he, he, oh, my God, he didn't find out until half hour after all this found out. He didn't have Twitter. Here's the best thing about that, though. Remember, the reason that Tillerson even has a job is because Putin gave him the job. His, he wasn't running for secretary of state. He wasn't like Mitt Romney out there kissing the ring. He was retiring. He's like, I'm going to take my 300 million, you know, give me an island, give me Stormy Daniels email address. I'm good. 
And they ended up pulling him back in, right? You know, they keep drawing me back in, right? Like, you know, the Godfather, right? They bring me back right, in. Right. And Putin basically called Trump and said, hey, look, my boy is, is, you know, got some time on his hands. Let him run state for you. And, and Tillerson knows the Russians, right? That's how he knew this was possible. But Tillerson's bad because here's my theory. Tillerson must be planning on going on a diet. He's trying to lose that extra baby weight or whatever. He's trying to lose 40, 50 pounds because uh, I don't know about him, but uh, I, I'm not eating anything I get through the drive-thru at McDonald's anymore if I'm Tillerson. I'm making all my food organically and fresh. All right. No tea. No tea. <laughs> Thank you. I need to see all the ingredients as they go in, and everything going to be boiled to a nice mush. All right, to try to get all the toxins out. Um, Tillerson is bold. He knows how the Russians play and still came out. But here's what caught me, though, was remember the timing of that is, like you said, the day before, um, you know, Tillerson says his thing. Trump wakes up that morning and says, hey, cable just came. I got to get rid of Tillerson. The night before, right. though, Trump had his little victory party because Republican House Intelligence Committee comes out. And they don't say, um, we have inconclusive evidence. Uh, they don't say, um, you know, we, we, our investigation has stalled. They say, no, 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 we've concluded our investigation and we have decided that there was definitively no way in the world that there had been any possible, even in scintilla of possible evidence that there was collusion between Trump and the Russians. Now, this is amazing to me, though, because here's what I love about Putin's play here and why you, you don't have to be, you know, hate the player, not the game, okay? Uh, or hate the game, not the player. Putin has gotten, he and Trump have gotten this, this, um, this, this reprieve, this, this house intel. He didn't even let Fox run with it for two or three days. No, no, no. The next morning, he says, um, yeah, there was no collusion. So now, Trump, I want you to fire the guy who just said bad stuff about me. As as, 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 as now it even looks worse than it was, right? He could have at least, you know, if you think about it, if you if you were smart in this context, you'd wait a few months so you can't have the connection. Wait a couple weeks, a week. Send Rex. Rex was by the way on vacation, was in Africa somewhere. Send him back to Djibouti. Say go ahead, you know, and and and, and do that type of thing. Get the, t get the ivory tusk, and then two weeks ago we'll fire you. Then no, no, no. Putin basically has said, look. You know what? I'm tired of playing pussy, uh, what's that? Pussyfooting with you guys over here. Um, and, and, and now I'm going to tell you who's running things. To me, this was the, Luke, I am your father. All right. This was the big reveal where Putin came out the closet and said, Hey, I am tired of pretending to be somebody else. I'm going to be me. And I am now the supreme ruler of the U.S. and the USSR. <laughs> I'm going next for the USSR, but I'm getting four or five countries while I'm at it. It's like risk. Well, given that he is now the supreme ruler and we know his uh, views on uh, LGBT communities, it's probably not best for us to say he's coming out of the closet. It's probably not. not probably not the best euphemism to use for him. Good, good, good point. And since, since they certainly are listening, um, <laughs> uh, um, Lord Putin, I apologize. I was wrong. I misspoke. Well, All right. You, I, I tend to do that. And you, and you didn't get the trifecta. The trifecta was today... He became a shot caller. He uh, <laughs> basically said that he is not going to accept any more American interference in Russian uh, dealings in Syria. He is not accepting. <laughs> and, and so now Donald Trump is in a very precarious position. Does he then draw a line in the sand and say, no, we're not going to back down and bite the hand that feeds him? Or is he going to punk out? And that looks stupid. And keep in mind that the whole reason that they were meeting, like that Trump was supposed to be scheduling a meeting with Kim Jong-un was because there had been pressure from Putin and South Korea to right. make that happen. I guess Putin got tired of seeing them bicker back and forth, which is part of the reason why we like that. Like, <laughs> He's like, look, if you ain't going to fight, shut up. Go talk to me. <laughs> Sit down. Were y'all ready to stop acting like children? Come back here and make money for me. That's what I mean, to do. And, um, you know, as bad as, you know, sometimes you have to look at the messenger, but sometimes you have to embrace the message. 
I mean, compared to Trump, I gotta tell you, um, you know, it's a toss-up, really. It's like, do, do you want human <laughs> rights and freedom, or do you want a country to run somewhat functionally? And you, sometimes you gotta pick a little, you gotta give up a little human rights and freedom uh, to 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 be able to make sure, you know, that the bomb just don't go off. Because this thing about it is, at least Putin, a Trump at any time, I'm just afraid he gonna put, you know, the bomb underneath his number two. <laughs> and McDonald's, you know, and, and put his shake down a little too hard and, and blow it all up. Um, and, and, and so, you know, I, it, it's a shame, though, because, you know, that seems to me such a bold move. So what's Trump going to do? How is he going to deal with this pressure? Here's how. He's going to tweet tomorrow about something stupid and we're going to all forget. That's what he's going to do. <laughs> Trump is already now thinking about something. What stupid thing can I propose right now on Twitter that make everybody forget? And, and, and part of it is, as liberals, we really have got to stop taking the bait. Right? When Trump a couple weeks ago said he would rush into the school and, and, and shoot up his curtain, he, he didn't need a gun. He was going to go in there and, and, and get him like A-team style, right? You know, just, just, just he wasn't going to use a gun, right? And we all were like, oh, that's ridiculous. Here's the thing about it. It's funny. I look at the right wing. They didn't believe it either. But they were just like, you know what? That's Paul Paul. You know, Paul Paul get a little crazy sometimes, and they don't even care. It's like my, my grandfather when he got near the end of his life. Um, I don't even told you the story before, but he was—he he got to be an older man, and you know, he's—he's not—he's not as sharp as he used to be. And at one point, right near the end, he started believing he was a professional boxer. And he would come up to you and go, "Here I am, Shelby boy, 155 pounds of floating joy." Now, first of all, he wasn't nowhere near still 155 pounds. All right, this, that was that was 40 years ago in World War II. Second of all, all right, he uh, he his jab wasn't everything it used to be. We didn't take it seriously, take the bait, get all mad. We just like, oh, Papa. You know, sometimes we let him knock us down sometimes, right? Like, oh, Papa knocked me out. All right. <laughs> now, we didn't, we kept Don King's number away from his, because, you know, Don King was scared. <laughs> but the point is, with Trump, we need to do that, which is like, when he comes out with his stupid thing tomorrow, and it's going to be there, all right? Trust us. Let's not get distracted by that. I know he's not going to have a space force. Uh, <laughs> He's not going to single-handedly, you know, save the ratings on the Olympics. You know, we need to just, you know, let it go and, and, and keep up what's important. And that is to make sure that at all point as Americans, you now stock up on bottled water. <laughs> well, because you don't necessarily know if you can drink the water out the fountain anymore with Putin in charge. Make sure you keep you some sparklets or some arrowhead on hand. Well, you know, the, the question that America really needs to ask itself is, who do you prefer, Mike Pence or Vladimir Putin? That's, that's pretty much the question that it comes down to. Um, either way, we lose, but it's about how do you want to go out? At least, do, do you want to go out with some respect? You know what I'm saying? To say, hey, man, you know, at least we were tough about it. You know what I'm saying? Or do you want to go out, you know, with a guy who, you know, hates basically everybody? If you're black, he hates you. If you're gay, he hates well, you. Well, hey, which one are you talking about? A pants or Putin? <laughs> That's a good point, too. Uh, <laughs> so we're all doomed. And, and the moral of the story is, uh, we're all doomed. No, no, no. I have hope because uh, before we close out, I saw something that is going to revolutionize America. What I saw was the preview of NBC's broadcast of Jesus Christ Superstar. And guess who is playing Jesus Christ? Bruno Mars. Nope. <laughs> Jesus Christ will be played by none other than John Legend. And Okay. I am excited, but I think this is this is the thing that is going to destroy Evangelicals. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> I got my popcorn ready. It's going to be on national TV, and there, I, I remember every single time that anybody's ever tried to promote a black Jesus, the world went crazy. John Legend <laughs> is putting himself out there for the world to see. And this is going to destroy everything. Putin, Trump, and Pence will probably all fight each other. 
Uh, there'll be pandemonium, widespread chaos throughout the city. And I'm here for every single moment of it. Uh, I'll probably take screenshots of my reactions and, and put them <laughs> on something. <laughs> well, it's a good thing they, they didn't do Gerald Johnson and let him be Black Jesus. You, I don't know if you ever saw the TV show Black Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Um, on Adult Swim. Yeah. But um, I'm glad it didn't go that route because uh, that Black Jesus sold weed. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I'm hoping John Legend is not selling weed, at least on, on stage. No, no, no. He's just ordinary people. He's just ordinary people. So, anyways, just wanted to let everybody know if you haven't already checked us out like this make sure that you go to the brothers-in-law page on facebook and add you know feel free to comment we have a very vibrant community we're accepting of all viewpoints except for the racist ones and uh so anything else <laughs> comment we will uh respond back to you we will always keep it fresh with new things that are happening and as things come up that you think are influential in the black community or just in america in general and how far we fallen or if you think we're making america great again and you want to email us something just to make it seem like we're getting there <laughs> feel free to post that on the brothers law page and we'll be more than happy to see it also if you don't mind going into itunes or google play or whatever you heard this on and reviewing us giving us some stars we're on a quest to try to get uh hennessy and coke to both sponsor us um, I did want to offer an apology to McDonald's for some things that I have, may have said on social media. <laughs> and the host of McDonald's will, will reconsider some sponsorship with us. Bye, 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 bye. And, um, you know, anybody else who has a major Fortune 500 company that wants to donate, you know, a couple hundred thousand to the cause, we'd be more than happy to talk to you about anything that we can do to help your brand and you can do to help us. So with that being said, uh, thank you for listening. And until next time, we will see you later. You have anything else that you want to add? Yeah, I'm just looking up here now the, um, the way to sign off in Russian, uh, Russian goodbye <laughs> um, on, on Google. And so apparently uh, that is uh, whatever that is in Russian, uh, I think is how it's pronounced, uh, goodbye. Um, but see you later. And by the way, um, Putin, I didn't mean none of that stuff. All right. It's actually, it's actually pronounced. Goodbye in Russian is actually pronounced. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, y'all. Peace.